That's the podcast, Coach, for December 9th, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there, the one and only Jim Collison from the Average Guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Voice is a little rough this morning, but it's always good. To be on Ask the Podcast Coach, especially after the week I've had. You, you've had a, a fun week. You had surgery. In fact, let's play a fun game. Uh, we were Because you, you had surgery. They were removing parts of your body. And the question we were going to ask is, is it cancer or no cancer? The answer is no cancer. There we go. That's a beautiful thing. I was very happy when I got it. I can only imagine how happy you were, but I was like, oh, thank goodness. So that, that is very, very good news and uh, glad to hear it. And I'm glad you're here today. I was like, I really thought, yeah, he's going to, you know, take the week off. You definitely have a, a, I think you have a decent excuse for that. And uh, I probably should be resting, but I rested all week. And it was like, you know, I can probably get in here and have a few conversations this morning about it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get through the, the, you well, know, here's the deal. I've got brain fog. Like it's like, it's going out of style. So the, the brain is just not functioning as well. Chat room. going to need your help today for sure. Let's get you some coffee that maybe that'll help your voice. Are we drinking coffee okay. this morning? Yeah, we are drinking coffee. Okay. There we go. There we go. It's so much fun. We're going to do it again. That coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend, Mark. This is just a train wreck this morning. Uh, our good friend, Mark, over at podcastbranding.co. Uh, if you need to look good, uh, he is the place to go. Uh, it's very simple. I sounded like, uh, who's uh, that one guy that has the the weird talk? I said, he's the place to go. Uh, 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 Christopher Walken. Uh, it's, it's, and you want to look good, so... You go, okay, uh, you uh, you go over to marketpodcastbranding.co. The beautiful thing about it is he is a podcaster, and he's an award-winning graphic artist. Uh, if you're watching the video, you can see a couple of his examples here on the screen. Of course, he's done mine. He's, he did the podcast rodeo show, School of Podcasting as the Podcast Coach, and he's going to sit down with you one-on-one, and really, you're just not going to get that from a person on Fiverr, and he's going to make sure that your brand is in alignment with your content and the feel of your show. So when you, uh, you know, remember, they're going to see you before they hear you, and there's only one place to go, and that is, of course, Mark at podcastbranding.co. Tell him that Dave and Jim sent you. Live folks, hang tight. Big thanks to our good friend Dan Lefebvre over there based on a podcast at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. You may have heard all the rage about Napoleon, that new movie Napoleon that's out. There's some interesting reviews on that movie. I've been, as I've been sitting around doing nothing for the last week, I think I've viewed every single review of that movie. And uh, Dan does one as well. If you're interested, check it out today based on a true story podcast.com. Dave, good, good to be back. Let me just tell folks really quick. So surgery was 70% of my prostate was removed on Monday. And um, we didn't know going in how much that was going to be. Uh, but it was, it was 
rather large and they needed to take quite a bit of it. And uh, so Monday afternoon surgery, Tuesday recovering us back home by uh, by Tuesday night. All is well. Gentlemen, It's listen, it was, this has been a, a terrible week for that kind of stuff. But I'd rather have this than catching it late. A lot of guys go into this late in life and they're like, oh, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. And so, gentlemen, make sure you're getting um, you're getting in, you're getting your physicals. You're, it's, I know it's uncomfortable, but you'd rather have this kind of uncomfortable than later on when the doctor says there's nothing we can do about it. So get your maintenance done, get in, get your physical, get it scheduled. And uh, it, it, the voice will recover. I have a, because of the trach, I have a, uh, a swollen uvula in my throat. That's that piece that hangs down in the back. And it'll get better over time. So over the next couple of weeks, it'll it'll heal up. But um, good to be back. And gentlemen and ladies, get yourself checked. And I, I would think, I, obviously, this is not podcasting related, but I think it's important. What does that do to your mindset? From, well, when you think about the possibility of having cancer. Yeah. And you think about what that means from, a, you know, I was, I, I was kind of ready at 55. That's how old I am. I was like, I'd much rather face this now than face it at 75 because I just, you heal a lot faster. Right. Um, so I don't know. I kind of, I've kind of been leaning into this a little bit, Dave, and not being so afraid of it. My neighbor two doors up just got diagnosed with leukemia, which is way more serious. Mm. And uh, he started chemo on Monday they put a port in when I started chemo last week, they put a port in. So thinking about that with him and these kinds of things, no, it hasn't driven me to like, Oh, I got to get a whole bunch of things done, but it does. I mean, there are times where you need to take your health and your life. Seriously. Let me bring it back to podcasting. So yesterday I was, I thought I could work. That was dumb. That was the dumbest thing (laughs) I ever did. We scheduled, I scheduled one podcast yesterday. And, um, you know, I thought, well, we'll sneak it in. It'll be, it'd be no big deal. I got halfway through it. I had to quit. I was like, I, I need to, I was hot and sweaty and like my brain just wasn't working very, very well. So I think the message is with podcasting, when you need those breaks, take them. You and I, before the show, you said, Hey, if you need to bail, just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so far so good, but yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to take care of yourself on this kind of stuff. You will. <laughs> You know, you will definitely burn out. And I, I'm laughing because I realized before the show, you're like, yeah, I'll do all the talking. And now I'm interviewing you. <laughs> no, that's, no, it's fine. It's fine. The, uh, yesterday, I tried to make my voice sound normal. Mm. So I talked up a little, you know, to, to kind of compensate for it. And I realized I was just pushing it too hard. So, yeah, it doesn't sound great. Sorry about the echo early on. That's but right. I'm just going to kind of go. I'm going to this. This feels comfortable, so I'm going to kind of go. Yes. Yeah. Randy wants to know if you used a breathing tube. Yeah. Yeah. Trach the tracheotomy went yeah. in, and they they put that down for well, sure. And that's what causes the swollenness in the in the uvula down there. And it so I had thought they something was you know because it's kind of swollen and it feels like food is stuck there. So you're like coughing and hacking, and I was messing with it all week with my tongue. You know how you mm. do that? You know how you get something on your tooth? Oh, yeah. And you're like, mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> so this morning I couldn't sleep. So I came down and I did some research on it. And the advice was leave it alone. <laughs> like it'll heal. Just give it some time. Salt water, stay hydrated, some of those kinds. Of well, we do have some good news. According to Craig, 
You're sounding very sexy this morning with the uh, oh, with the yeah. gruff voice. So. Not 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 quite the deep, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's it's a little scratchy. It's a little scratchy, but we'll get there. There you go. Well, we do have a question, uh, and I thought this was interesting because this person was talking. I have it as re-releasing episodes. I think I have that mistitled, but the question is: I've been reading up about when and how. Oh, it is about re-releasing episodes. Um, when and how to re-release older episodes, but I'm having a hard time determining how to title them. Essentially, I want to record a snippet at the beginning with updates and behind-the-scenes info about the episode and release it as a shortened version with just the highlights. We're going to go on a break, and I want to have some content pumping out regularly while we prepare our next season. What would you recommend? And First of all, I thought I didn't realize he was changing the content. I just saw I want to re-release stuff. I personally don't get re-releasing stuff. Like if you just take the episode and just grab the file, make a new episode and upload the exact same episode. I see people that do that and I'm like, "Wait. Like your episode is in your your feed. It's it's already there. You could just tell people, "Hey, I'm not doing a show this week." go back and listen to show number 14 and number 37 and 42 and just point them at your back catalog as opposed to just sticking your back catalog in the, uh, you know, and so I've always kind of, do do you ever re-release stuff, Jim? No, not, not very much. Yeah. Some like strategically, if the, if it made sense to do it, but not like, you know, not just, throwing it out there you know some some like oh i've got i'll just re-release 12 episodes no unless that's the right thing to do i mean i think you got to think about the listener and say what's what's the right thing for them well i've i've seen mark Marin do this and what he'll do is uh i remember when robin williams passed away well robin williams was one of his first guests and so what he did is he he said hey if you haven't heard the news robin williams has passed away and he kind of gave a couple stories and he said, but here's the interview I did with him. And so kind of like this guy said, he's putting on a different front end. I think that's better than just re I, I, again, I don't get just doing here's, here's something you had before. Here it is again, in case you missed it. So this thing where he's doing a, maybe a new intro and then he's actually doing highlights, which is interesting. Cause you could then say, if you want to hear the full interview, it's almost like uh an extended trailer for a previous episode. And that's a different idea. I was like, huh? So uh, I've just never done that, but it's, I get it. If you, you know, especially over the holidays, you're like, well, I don't want to just bail on my audience. I want to give them something, but uh, you don't have time to go do something else. So it's, uh, but yeah. So re-releasing episodes has always made me scratch my head. Better to skip skip a week or put in a marginal replay. See, that's what I was sitting here thinking. I I always go. That would be an opportunity to go. Hey, there's no new content this week, but I do have something for you. If you go to mywebsite.com/slash/follow, if you haven't done this yet, you can follow the show. And when you follow the show, all the episodes that we've done will be in your app and you can go back and you'll see the titles there and you can kind of cherry pick the episodes that you want or just listen to them all. And and then kind of, you know, oh, like on episode 12 where we 
talked about how to turn dog poop into gold and on episode, you know, whatever, uh, you can basically get people to go listen to your back catalog. And so I always thought that would be better than, you know, that's my thought. Because in the end, that's our, our things. And people may have not have thought about it. If they've already followed, then they're like, well, I guess there is no episode this week. But I don't know. I just, I, for me, the whole re-releasing episodes just bounces right off my forehead. I go, oh, that just doesn't, you know. Uh, yeah. If you're a weekly show and the, and the timing of yeah. your show is, or not timing, but if the content is not evergreen, that could be a little, I mean, that could, I don't know. I know. I Listen, I listen to some folks that take breaks and I'm okay with it. You know, it's like. Yeah. I don't have enough time to listen to all the podcasts that I have in my player. So it just, I wait for him to, to come back up. Yeah. I finally went in, I use uh castomatic, uh, which is an iOS listening tool. I really love it. And I finally went in cause I just had it keeping all the episodes. So if I hadn't listened to your show in 12 weeks, it downloaded them, but it was starting to take up a lot of room on my phone. And I finally went in and said, if I haven't listened to it and you've done three episodes, you know, uh, it's, it's just wipe it off my phone. So, because, uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of weird because there are times when you get the little red bubble and then you see that you have, you know, 57 episodes waiting for you. And you're like, there's a really strong urge to just go, never mind, just remove them all. And I'm like, nah, let's not do that. So, uh, Gary has a question for us. Um, and by the way, I've now learned that I can click on the person's face and it puts a, I don't have to drag them over or anything like that. Uh, in Ecamm. So Gary says, what are the benefits of adding a link uh, from Libsyn episodes to a blog versus the Libsyn page? Does Google see that as an inbound link? Well, there are a couple things. Yes, I believe so, to answer your first question, because your your episode is going to get pulled into Listen Notes and all these other online directories. Now, again, depending on how they label the link because there's i forget the thing you can do to basically say here's a link but it's not a real link i forget what that my terminology is horrible here but uh, i always say the, the other thing is nine times out of ten your website is where the magic happens right that's where you can sign up for your email list and buy your book and hire you and you know do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around it's all there on your website so why send people to the Libsyn page or if you're on Captivate or Podbean or whatever, like send them to your website. What I always scratch my head and I just, it's, I think it's just something that's easy to overlook because you're like, oh, they gave me a page for my podcast. I just, this is where we send people to listen. I'm like, well, yeah, but that's because media hosts don't know if you have a website or not. So they kind of give you this very basic one and and it's fine, but it's like people are always like, yeah, but I need people to go to my website to join my email list or go there and that. So I always go, no, just send them there. And if you want, delete. If you don't need the the built-in website from your uh, host, then just whack it. You know, uh, I'd leave mine on just because I'm like, that's yeah, another. Yeah, I'm competing with myself, but, um, you know, but yeah, it's definitely better than that. I, I'm, I, I see people with absolutely beautiful, gorgeous websites. And in, when you make an episode, there's a spot where you can say, what is the link to this episode? And I'm like, always put in, you know, and the other thing is when you have the episode on your website, well, now we're in the world of Google. 
We're out of RSS feeds and apps. We're in the world of Google. So take your description and put it on your website. So Google will find that. Now, when uh, when I use PodPage, PodPage automatically pulls what I put in my show notes onto my website. And then once it hits the website, I go in and add more because I'm in the land of Google now. So I'll add a couple paragraphs and things like that. Because what happens is when you do come up in a Google search and somebody clicks on that link, now they go over to your website. There's the player. And if they click play on that and they sit there for 13 minutes, Google's going to go, that's weird. Every time I send something to Jim's website, people stay on his website for 14, 15, maybe 22 minutes. There must be something really good on that website. So Google, it can actually boost your SEO by having your stuff on your website. What I see a lot, and this makes total sense if you're not really understanding how things work, is I will see somebody, and I always say do both, but they'll have a a page just called podcasts. And when you go there, most uh, media hosts can give you what I call a show player. And so it's you grab it, you tell it, put uh, put the last 10 episodes in this bit of code, you copy and paste it on your website, and presto, you have like this little jukebox of your show. The problem is, even though you can see it on your website, it's what's called an iframe, and it's really all you've done is you've poked a hole in your website, and the player from your media host is sitting there, and so you're getting zero SEO for that, like zero it's handy. It's, you know, I think on uh, one of my websites, I have it, I labeled as binge. Um, and, and then he was gone. Um, and so, uh, he, uh, it's just one of those things where, and he's back. Okay. Let me, uh, that was odd. You were there and then you were not. Um, okay. So, uh, keep that in mind when, uh, that's another reason then to do that. So a, it, it makes it easier for people to, especially if you're in like Apple Podcasts, there's a link. I think it's more information, and that will send people to your website. So uh, there's that, and then there's the SEO benefit of having people, um, you know, share it. That's the, the other thing. Um, yes, uh, you'll find up in Google. Now, if somebody's on that website and they're like, man, this was a really good, you know, article. My buddy Jim would love this. I'm going to share this with Jim. Now they're sharing your website. That's another thing that can boost your SEO. And uh, so all sorts of reasons as to why not to use your your um, built-in website from your, your media host. That's I always say that's kind of great for Mrs. Johnson's sixth grade class that wanted to create a, a podcast um, that uh, that could help with that. So uh, Gary, thanks for uh, the question on that. I now have to figure out, oh, it's over here. I'm like, how do I get Gary off the screen? So, but I, I do see that that's a really easy thing to just fall into. Like, oh, look, isn't this so nice? Captivate gave me a website. I'll just use this one. And it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd mentioned, by the way, that's an old Steve Martin joke. Uh, I learned how to turn dog poop into gold. Um, and my buddy Danny Gable says, uh, my backyard is loaded with that. That was always the fun part of winter. Right. The dog goes out, starts, you know, making your backyard look like a Dalmatian. And uh, then spring comes and you're like, holy cow, look at all the. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, Gary says, well, is it better to use a Libsyn player versus Spotify? Anytime the phrase is versus Spotify, I don't care what the answer is. 
Yes, use the other thing. Number one, with, with on, lips on your site, is that the question he's asking? Yeah. So, because you could embed number one, because it's Spotify. So, what's Spotify gonna promote? Spotify, where the Lipson player, uh, if you have it set up, people can click on follow, and there's the link to Apple, Google, Spotify. I think those are the three that it'll do. Um, and so, on the other hand, if you um, if you're trying to build your audience on Spotify, that would make sense. But it's, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I don't think their player has a speed up prop, uh, option or skip. It's a pretty basic player. Um, but if you're really trying to grow your audience, because what it will do is that will start to boost your popularity on Spotify, which may boost your rankings in Spotify or things like that. But um, I just Spotify laid off uh seventeen percent, fifteen hundred people got laid off at Spotify, and uh, it has now come out the CEO, I believe, is leaving next year, and he um he sold a boat ton of, of stock, as did wow. as did general counsel and some like everybody in Spotify, there appears to be a bit of jumping ship going on over there. Now, I, that's, well, yeah, they, say, they that, that might be profit. a little, yeah, yeah. Like they turned a profit, yeah. and you know, a lot of those folks. I mean, Spotify had turned a profit in a while, and of course, stock price went up. That was all planned, right? I think for the most part. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know the intimate details of the planning. I'm being based on what I read about it too, but. um the it, it it seemed planned. Stock price was up. We're gonna cash in on some of this. You know, a lot of those folks came came in under startup conditions when they didn't get paid a lot, and it was kind of like, hang on, you know, we're we're working for the stock price. So I think we can be hard on them for that. But I think there was a fundamental disagreement. What as I was reading, what who's that guy? Cridlin? Is that his James Cridlin? Is I was reading his stuff. Um. I got the impression there was a possibly a disagreement with the CFO in the leadership team about how these layoffs were going to work. And, the, you know, they I think they offered a ton of severance, which drove the company back into a non-profitable status. Yeah. And I, and I think the CFO just said, well, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm out of here type deal. That could so, be. Yeah, I think there's a lot more. There's always a lot more to it than that. I think we want to read the smoking gun of the stock price. I'm not, or the stock sales. I'm not sure that's necessarily where things are. There's definitely, uh, why, why 17%? First of all, 15, like there were 17% of Spotify is only, I mean, shouldn't say only, is 1,500 people. How many people are over there? Right. Like, like, first of all, it's gigantic. And then second, thinking, um, what are they seeing that we're not? And they must be seeing ad revenue difficulties because that's their model, right? It's ad yeah. revenue? Well, it's it? ad revenue from podcasting. Yeah. Because you think about it, they get all these big shows and then they want to run ads on them. And then, of course, yeah. there's, you know, that little thing that they do called, oh, that's right, music streaming. Like, remember, remember Spotify used to well, be a music yeah, streaming they, service, but... But that never made they money. They do have subscriptions, right? They, I mean, they yeah. have some, some subscriptions from that, right? And all the kids were listening to Spotify. Yeah. So they must be seeing something. And maybe it's a combination of both ad revenue and a downturn in subscriptions. 
as we head into next year that led him to believe like, cause you may, you only make cuts like that when you're worried, when you see the numbers turning yeah. before the public sees them, <laughs> then you're like, okay, let's be first and let's cut these folks. Let's, you know, let's make these big cuts. Listen, it's never great. Um, as we talk about this, I do not want to come across cold or brash right. or crass about people getting laid off. I mean, yeah. these are people's, so their livelihood and their jobs, and we should never use that in any way as, as discussion fodder because it's always hard. Yeah. But, you know, as we think about the ramifications of it with Spotify, I think the rest of us need, if we're, if we're looking at ad models for 2024, uh, like I, I think we, we should like, could be a tough year. Yeah. Gary says when, uh, Harry and Megan didn't renew their deal, I knew, well, and you know, they did a lot of that. Let's get big people. So the whole Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. Hey there, Brock. Well, I, I tell you Bruce, but now, well, you know, and that didn't do very well. Cause it's like, look, um, it's, you know, uh, it's famous rich people uh, being boring, you know? And, of course, my buddy Glenn says... Um, don't be boring. Yes. It's even on my shirt today. Um, yeah, don't be boring. And so that's kind of hard to, you know, sponsors are like, well, how many downloads do you get? And you're like, well, not as many as we thought we were going to get because it's the boss. And, yeah, but he's not singing. And I just... So then, uh, who else? There, um, oh, it's a woman... That that helps, um, but she's it's not Susie Orman, but I always think it's Susie Orman, and she stopped doing Laura, Laura Ingram. No, I forget her. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. I mean, but she quit doing her show because there was a she didn't like Joe Rogan for a while, so she quit doing that. And then when her contract ended, she quit doing. And then she repurposed some episodes because it had to be probably a case where okay, you will do. 24 episodes and at 20, she was like, wait, I don't want to be associated with you guys anymore. So she repurposed some stuff. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. But she's, she's so popular that I can't remember her name, but, um, um, anyway, so yeah, they, they've, you know, now Trevor Noah, right. Is the new guy over there. And for the record, I listened to his show and I, I like Trevor Noah. I've seen his comedy, but just, you know, get to the content. When, when you keep telling me how great the content is, it would be much better if you just told me the content like, okay, you got me, you hooked me now let's go. And he went to a commercial and came back and started talking about his content. I'm like, yeah, don't talk about it. Just give me the content that was driving me nuts. And, um, you know, um, Craig says, um, our stats show that 40% of our listeners are listening podcast on Spotify. So yeah, I find that a lot where I, I know the school of podcasting just does nothing. Like they're just not a lot of listeners on Spotify for that, but um, Bernie the cat is very definitely probably number one on that one. Uh, a lot of people listen to Bernie the cat on Spotify. Um, the podcast rodeo show does much better on Spotify than any of my other shows. So it's it's always kind of weird what hits and and misses over there. Um, you know, uh, Kyle Bondo, Merchants of Dirt. Uh, says it that it uh, has that their U.S. $2 billion loan is coming due. Ooh, yeah, that would be a problem. So, um, you know, and now um, Danny says the Springsteen podcast is awesome. So I need to go back. I listened to one episode of him and Barack, and it just seemed like, there it is, Gary, what does he win? Brene Brown. 
is the person I was trying to think of. Thank you, Gary. That's super popular. I like her stuff, by the way. And uh, yeah, she just kind of said, all right, I'm enough with this shenanigans, you know. So um, and then Danny also has uh, Danny, if you didn't know, Danny Brown is support for Captivate. Um, and he just had one year uh, anniversary of uh, his show, One Minute Podcast Pit, uh, of which I'm on. So I gave him a tip on, uh, I think I talked about um, imposter syndrome. But he says a generic podcast player that pulls from the RSS is ideal, as that will pull in regardless of the source if you change hosting companies. That is true. I use the, uh, on the School of Podcasting, I use Hanny Mora's simple podcast press, I think it is. And so I have that player on my website, which it's kind of funny because I'm hosted on Libsyn. I have PowerPress on my WordPress site, simply so Hanny Mora's player, which uses PowerPress too. So it, it all kind of ties together to uh, to do that. So yeah, the one thing you, you want to make sure whatever player you're using is that it doesn't do what's called a preload. Because that's where their idea has, you know, an interesting thought in that, like, as soon as somebody hits play, you don't want them to hit play, and then it has to kind of buffer to start, so they preload. Well, the problem is, depending on how much they preload, it might actually end up looking like a download. And so now your numbers go up when you switch players because of the preload. And you're like, wow, I'm getting popular. I don't know why. You're like, well, you're, those actually aren't downloads. Those are, and and you'll be able to know because you'll go into your stats and you'll see where all of a sudden Chrome and Firefox and Safari become your number one app instead of Apple and you know Overcast and all these other ones. So, um, you know, and then uh, did you did you see the super chat from uh, from Gary? I did. Okay. In fact, let me put that on the screen because that's where Thanks, I Gary. I was digging out the applause because um, I can't. David Lee Roth apparently is on um, hiatus. You know, it is uh, happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish friends. And I don't know where David Lee Roth ran away to, but uh, I can't find Maybe his voice needed a break, too. That was, uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. He, I used to have a David Lee Roth button, and it's 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 gone away. But what are you going to do? But, yes, thank you very much uh, for the super chat, Gary. I really appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, so it'll be... You know, always point things at you. I always say that in because there are things that go away, uh, make your website your hub. Like that's where if if the world blows up tomorrow, people know they can go to schoolofpodcasting.com. They can go to askthepodcastcoach.com, whatever your website is. And then the Facebooks, the TikToks, the, the WhatsApp, all the other little social things are little satellites that fly around your main hub. Uh, because things do go away. I mean, let's face it. If we gone back three years ago from today, we'd all be talking about, you know, a lot more about Facebook and now, or Twitter, right? Twitter. What if all of your audience was on Twitter right now or X, right? Those things change. And I go back to the days of mp3.com, which there was a time where there were musicians making a living, on mp3.com, you'd upload your music and people could download it and they could buy it and all this other fun stuff. And then people started putting things that they didn't own on mp3.com. And that's illegal when you don't have the music. And so they got sued and then they got sold and then they got sold again. And then they got sold. And the, the people that didn't say, 
Hey, I'm Dave Jackson. You can find more of my music at, you know, DaveJackson.org. Um, their audience didn't know where to find them. And so, you know, we've seen face. I know I have a weird problem right now where when people join the school of podcasting, they're in one of two camps. I want to live on Facebook. So they really want a private Facebook group and Facebook or, Oh my God, please tell me that your Facebook group isn't on Facebook. And I'm like, it's not, we have, so I actually, it's the direct opposite of community. Community is people coming together. I have a Facebook group and I have uh, a group in this app called heartbeat. And so I then cross promote. If somebody says something really cool in Facebook, I put it into heartbeat. If somebody says something really cool in heartbeat, I it's so it is the, I, and I know that's really stupid to have two communities, but Facebook can be very polarizing at this point. Um, and you know, it's, it is what it is. Everything gets politicized and, you know, well, what I find interesting about Facebook, cause that's for Gallup, our, our primary group is out there. We have a couple out there and I think one of the groups is like 17,000. Uh, when I, um, when I pull them and say, should we move away? They're like, don't leave Facebook. Yeah. Then there's a group that is like, I, I don't want to come to Facebook anymore. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, they, they, there's too many ads. And I'm like, well, there's no ads in the groups. If you right. just came to the groups, you know, so if you don't, if you don't go through your own timeline, you never see the ads. So it, and listen, I, you never want to tell anybody like, Hey, you know, just don't go through the timeline. And they're like, I can't help it. Right. You know, it's like, don't, you know, don't go towards the light. <laughs> I can't help it. You're, you're just, um, it's just, so I always find that's more of a psych psychological problem with people than it is an actual problem. Now, <laughs> listen, if you have the Facebook app installed on anything, they are absolutely spying on you. So there's that, right? I mean, we know that for a fact. We know if you got Facebook on your phone, you can have that thing turned off. You can have everything turned off. Somehow they're still listening to you. On <laughs> so there's that privacy. And it's just not them. I'm sure they're all, I'm sure Google and all of those, all of those folks, X, have some kind of listener on there where they're, you know, they're trying to get information um, from you so they can serve you the right ads. But it is, it is an interesting, I, I get that feedback a lot from folks and I'm like, well, just don't look at your timeline. I'm like, I can't not look at it. Yeah. And you're like, really? Well, I mean, then you're going to get ads and, and just could get, get past them. Like if, if you have to have it, figure out a way to get past them, you know, figure out a way to, not click on them all the time or whatever. But listen, everybody's got to come to that place where they're comfortable, you know, doing that themselves. But it is, Dave, you, you, you know, I'll, I'll say to folks, Hey, I could create a discord group. Right. Like, Oh, I don't want another login. And I'm like, I don't have another choice. If we're going to go somewhere else for the group, it's got to be a different place with a different login. They're like, can't you just build one? <laughs> you know how expensive those are? Yeah. I've had yeah. I've had clients in the past that have like I want to grow my show. Okay, well here is this. You could you could go on other podcasts. Okay, I don't have time to do that. Uh, I want to do the, okay. Well, right now your website is a link tree. Yeah, I don't have time to build a, like you know, there are times when you know, what you want is going to require you to do like I want something different. Okay, well you're going to have to do something different. And when you go, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, 
you know, there comes time you're like, that's not going to work. I don't want Facebook. Okay, well, we'll do this. Uh, well, no, I don't want to do that. Like, and that's where I'll go, well, what do you want to do? And they're like, I want to grow my audience. Well, I just gave you seven ways to grow your audience, and you said you don't want to do any of them. So, you know, it's the old, you can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. So it's, and I, and what that usually is, totally understandable, it's overwhelm. I don't know what to do. It's not working. And I, I just, I got to do something. And you're like, okay, here it is. And they're like, ah, I can't do that. And I'm like, ah, okay. I'm smelling overwhelm here. And that's, that's really easy to fall into. And sometimes you just got like, okay, hold on. Let's, let's all take a breath. Let's figure out what we're going to do. Um, speaking of Spotify, Gary says, how are you able to see Spotify stats? And I believe, I'm trying to think, I know in, I think in every, you know, I'm trying to think of all the different media hosts. I know you can do it in Libsyn, but I don't want to sound like a Libsyn fanboy. I know you can do it in Libsyn. Um, I know you can in Blueberry. I'm I'm trying to think of Captivate. Danny, help me out. I'm assuming you can do that in Captivate. I know they break. I know um, most places break it down from mobile versus computer, and I think you can because you can see there's a user agent as we get our our nerd on. Um, and all a user agent is, it's a really fancy word for name of app. So you can see, so every, every app has basically a little bit of code that says, I'm Spotify, I'm Overcast, I'm Castomatic, I'm Fountain. So that the different media hosts can then go in and see, oh, well, 13% of your audience came from such and such. Um, so it's, you know, that's how you can kind of see that. You can, if you wanted to, go into, um, yeah, I knew that was the case. Um, Captivate offers user agents. Yeah, I think that's kind of a fairly normal thing for all media hosts. And you can also go into, uh, somebody asked me, this is coming up. I do another show called Your Podcast Consultant. It's, it's um, small lessons with big value is my tagline. So they're all nine minutes or less. And I did one because somebody asked, like, what metric should I be? be looking at. And I said, one of the ones I think that gets overlooked the most is how far are people listening? And in Apple and in Spotify and in Amazon, you can see how far people listen. And that can be a brutally just soul crushing kind of stat when you see, wow, people made it 37% of the way through my episode. And uh, we talked last week about how a lot of people are going, hey, is this good? I got 37 downloads. Well, uh, a easy way to see, is this good? You know, do people like my stuff? Go look at how far they're, they're listening. And as with every kind of stat, and right, there's always that time, well, they only listen to 37% because they had to get out and go to the store or, you know, the kids had to go to soccer or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, Danny says retention is so key. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. How do we increase our retention? And, uh, you know, so, um, yeah. I, I think we have to be careful, though. I think as you look at that, you know, where where folks start to drop off. So say you have an hour-long show, and you see at the 30-minute mark, there's a dip. And you're thinking, well, I just need to quit at 30 minutes. That's not what that says. <laughs> like, be be careful that because your most engaged listeners, you, you want to get all the way to the end to say, who who do I have at the end? And then from a survey standpoint, you want to determine what kind of value do you get for your customers that listen all the way to the end? Because there's folks who want and are expecting full content. 
and and I think we just get in a trap sometimes where we think, oh, I just it's the TikTok trap where where we think everybody just wants five minutes. No, actually they don't. Now there are times when five minutes is appropriate, but there are times when an hour or two is appropriate. And your most engaged listeners are your can be your most valuable. And if you all of a sudden start jerking around the podcast based on that little tiny dip, you know, you see it and you're right. It's brutal. You're like, oh yeah, I'm losing half my people. Yeah. But you're keeping half your people too. Yeah. You know, you, you need to, so just be careful not to misread those. Uh, we, we get into those and we're like, oh, I, I need a 20 minute podcast and I need to talk faster. And you're like, well, that's not what that stat means. So be careful when you read those stats. Yeah. Cause I've seen shorter shows. Cause my show, the school of podcasting varies anywhere from 35 minutes to an hour, really. And I've seen hour shows that have a higher retention rate than something that was 42 minutes. It's, I think it really comes down to what was going on. And I love the fact that I can go in and in Apple, Apple's my favorite tool for seeing retention because it, it's a, it's Apple. It's pretty like Amazon's is it, it works. It's minimum value product over there when it comes to retention stats, but you can see, but Apple's is really pretty. And you could like, I can see where my mid roll ad is like plain as day. There's just this little dip. And when I go over, you click on that. And on the left-hand side of your screen, and, and this is, you can go to podcasts with an S, podcast.connect, or I'm sorry, podcastconnect.apple.com. Um, there's a player on the left-hand side. So you go to where the dip is and you hit play and you can hear, well, what was I saying when this dip happened? And nine times out of 10 with me, it's my, um, it's my ad for myself. And so, uh, and I've had, um, Scott Johnson is, uh, a friend of mine. He does, uh, what was that like? And Scott has listened to the school of podcasting for years. And we were on a call the other night. I forget what it was. Oh, it was a PodFest thing. And, um, I think that was, it doesn't matter. Scott said basically, yeah, Dave, when your ad comes on, I know what you're going to say. He goes, I am one of the skippers. And I'm like, I don't blame you. And I go, I'm doing my best to to swap those out. He goes, Dave, when you swap it out, it's it's still 30 day money back guarantee. Use the coupon. It's like, like I get, I go, I'm not offended. He's like, I just, you know, and I like, so you're gonna have those people that that do that. Yeah, you you kind of want them to. Yeah, in some regards, yeah. like if you've heard that ad a hundred times, you're good. Skip it. It's fine. Just come back, come back and keep listening. You know, past the ad. And so that you can get those, uh, you know, that's the other, uh, the other advice I think some podcast gurus give is, you know, oh, no, no, put all your stuff up front because you don't know if they're going to make it to the end, all your call to actions. And I actually think that call to actions, the more valuable ones are at the end. Yeah. Uh, Because those folks are, they're hanging around and they, they're the ones who want to engage. So I think build your show like it's going to be a, it's going to start. This is my, this is what I like to do. Build it. Like you're, you're coming into a really crowded room and you're going to entertain them for a few minutes and you're going to get some that are going to stick around and then get more and more intimate with your content as you go longer, knowing that those who are around towards the end are going to be the most engaged. So most open to most intimate as you're working with them. I just try to keep that in mind as we're, you know, as we're doing podcasts, I share the, per- now this morning I didn't do that, but 
try to share the personal stuff at the end. <laughs> That's the people who care. Maybe I should have done that. In the well, that, that was, was me. Because we kind of left him with a cliffhanger last week. But uh, uh, Danny yeah, says, no, uh, no worries. No worries. Yeah. No worries. He says, it's great points. Ran a fun experiment where I'd say in the intro to look for a fun surprise at the end of the episode. And you see where the loyal listeners are. Well, our good buddy Dan does this where he does two truths and a lie. Uh, and that really, for me, when I listen to the show, I'm like, oh, well, now I got to figure out. Because it, it also, that's such a great idea. And it makes you listen. Like now you're listening for two purposes, one for the enjoyment of the content, but other one, you're still trying to like, wait, is that the lie? It was, wait, hold on. You know, so it's, um, that's a fun way to, to get the engagement up. So, but at the end of the day, that's kind of a trick, right? That I, your, your most engaged listeners will get there without the trick. They'll go all the way to the end. They don't need the carrot dangled in front of them. The content is the carrot. You're really doing that to, for the new the newer listeners to kind of encourage them to make it to the end. So just know that sometimes I think those little carrots, we make a little too hard. You yeah. know? You're like, no, those actually need to be super easy because those are the least engaged folks. You're trying to carrot them to the end of your podcast. Your, your, your loyal listeners, by the way, some people can make it too big of a deal of those things. And your loyal listeners are like, look, I'm going to go to the end regardless. Right. So don't, don't make it so difficult. You know, to get or or don't make it don't make it so much of the show that it's it, it takes away from the content. I'm going to listen to your content to the end regardless. So balance that appropriately, whatever that means. Yeah, you could make so much you could put so much attention on like wait till the end of the show that you're ruining the part of the show that you're in. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, your most engaged <laughs> folks like okay, enough already <laughs> on the end of the show. I get it. I'm going to get to the end of the show. You know? uh, By the way. I have some new news that I'll share at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we have a, a friend. Well, we have a lot of friends in the uh, the chat room today, and one of them is I was waiting for my fun filled that to come up on the screen before I did that. So, yeah, if you have a question and you want to jump in, it's super easy. You can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash question. But John Jamingo, you know him, you love him, John Jamingo. He says, I want to know what your thoughts are on live streaming to multiple platforms. Or picking one platform to drive views to one platform. And I was like, hmm, Jim, what do you do over there at the the Gallup? So frustrated with this. <laughs> this has been, we, we, we have been for the last quarter, we have been doing LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, and YouTube Live. And that's new. I, I was only doing YouTube Live. This is the Gallup stuff. Okay, hold on. Uh, we, have, we have a jingle. And now it's time for a power rant. <laughs> Yes. So angry. Every every week now, Facebook seems to have some kind of problem. And some some weeks it works and some weeks it doesn't. And for a while, I was having trouble with the scheduler uh, from StreamYard over to LinkedIn getting the wrong time. It wasn't translating the UTC into actual time and StreamYard to the UTC and LinkedIn. And so I had to go kind of correct that. Um, I think there's some active... Facebook does some funky things. They really want you to stream from their site. They don't want you to come in, you StreamYard or EKM or whatever. So uh, what do I think of it? I think it's great if you can just be everywhere and people don't have to work hard to get to your video. If they're on Facebook and they see it and they want to watch it, they can. If they want to watch it later, awesome. Same thing with LinkedIn or whatever. But 
But Dave, I've been super frustrated that now maybe this is a StreamYard versus Facebook thing, but it ever just just this week, just Friday, yeah, Friday when I was trying to do this podcast, that red the little red light was on that said you have a Facebook problem. <laughs> so I think in 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 for at least for me, Dave, be everywhere you can be, but. Just be ready to be frustrated at times because it, sometimes it doesn't work. Well, that's like any car that has power windows, power door locks, power this, heated seats. And like, okay, it's also more stuff that can go wrong. Just keep that in mind. I know um, right now my car has keeps telling me that my tires are going flat and I'm out in the cold measuring my – there's 32 pounds of – you know, and every – like I got no low tire. I'm like, I don't know what – so there's some sensor somewhere that's a little wacky. Um and so for me, like this goes like Danny Gable. We saw him earlier. He's on LinkedIn. You know, um, most of you are on YouTube because that's where I point askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. But this is also on Facebook. I think it's on X. Uh, can we just call it Twix? No, that's a candy bar. Um, something. Um, so I, I send to go it everywhere. I'm with Jim. I'm like, I don't want to make it hard. If, you're, if your favorite platform is LinkedIn, then but and plus some of those, I think almost all of those, end up keeping the recording on that platform. So I'm like, well, you know, I, I get the idea, but I'm, that's like the person that I only want to be on Apple and Spotify. And I'm like, look, I had 6,000 downloads from things not named Apple and Spotify last year. And I'm like, it's, you know, so it's a small percentage of my total downloads, but it's still 6,000 downloads that I wouldn't have gotten if I wasn't on, you know, GeoSavin and Ghana and, odyssey and my favorite is when people aren't on amazon now granted i don't get a huge amount of downloads from amazon but i'm like it still looks cool when your show shows up in audible for for nothing you don't have to pay for that so um so that's our thoughts on on that but uh great to see you in the chat room mr jamingo um danny brown from the one minute quick tips show i think i have that right one podcast one minute something um i'm so close he says, what do you think if, if, if you uh, – it's podcast, it's a minute, it's tips, it's something. It's Danny Brown. Just search for Danny Brown podcast. It'll come up. And um, this happened, I think, last week, Roadbot Mackie. And back in the day, there was Behringer stuff, and there was – if you had the budget, you'd go Mackie stuff. Uh, we're talking, you know, 2005 to 2000. Well, till really – Road and, and Zoom started coming out with stuff made for podcasters. We're using a lot of music stuff before stuff like the P4 came out. We're like, well, get the Behringer mixer, and here's my tutorial on Mix Minus. Oh, do I, I do not miss teaching Mix Minus one minute at all. So uh, Road bought Mackie, which is kind of fun. And his things, what do you expect in 2024? Um, for example, is the Roadcaster you know, line going to see better ducking and auto levels? Auto setup, et cetera. You know, I really, I know one thing that's going to happen because it's already happening. We're going to see products come out with 32-bit float. And if you haven't heard about 32-bit float, it's a way to record. And it still kind of boggles my mind that, like, I had somebody send me some files and they were on uh, Squadcast and their levels were too loud. And so they're just distorted. And yes, there are D-clip tools and things like that, but... When you record 32-bit float, you can distort the crap out of it, and through some sort of magic, you can just bring down your level, and it'll sound fine. Likewise, you can barely record, and normally you have mountains of hiss, 
and you can bring that up without raising the noise floor. So I think we're going to see that a lot in in many lines. I would I want this. I want the road or the uh, Zoom PodTrack P4. I want it in 32-bit float, and I want it with the ability to record it 48 kilohertz or whatever it is, because video people love that versus 44.1. Um, so, but I honestly don't know. I just I just went hmm because I th- always think of Mackie as music stuff, and uh, you know, in terms of audio equipment, and so. I just know I like both those brands, and it's kind of a – I'm flashing back to Sammy Hagar and Van Halen. I'm like, well, I like Sammy Hagar. I like Van Halen. This should be, like, amazing stuff. So I'm excited about it. Good. Yeah, That was good, right? Yeah. Van Hagar or whatever they called it. Yeah. There's, there's some good stuff. I think, David will depend on the engineers over at Mackey. Mm. So – was this an acquisition of need? In other words, does Greg Mackey need to retire? Yeah. And so he's kind of thinking like, well, I got to somehow get out of this company. Sometimes that happens, right? We don't, I don't think the press release says. It's not, they're not going to say these kinds of things, right? Was it friendly? Like, in other words, the folks at Rode, are they going to be friendly to the engineers over at Mackey? That's who, that's the product engineers are who matter. That's, they're not, they're not buying it for any IP, maybe a little bit. But, but um, you know, you think they really want the brains over there at Mackie. Mackie makes some really good equipment. Yeah. Solid. I mean, it's built well, high quality, great stuff, and not super high priced. Like it was a little more expensive, but maybe that mid-range with great value. They were always a good value purchase. I own two of them, spilled wine into both of them. <laughs> they didn't survive. Maybe they'll make a fault. wine-proof one eventually, you know. I needed one with a spill cover on the on the front of it. But so I think it'll all depend on the tone of the acquisition. How did how does Mackie respond to this? How do the employees at Mackie respond to this? And do they stay? You know, do they stay around? Did Rode, is Rode going to put some things in place to incent those engineers to stay around, the product design folks? Is Rode going to acquire them in a way that's going to encourage people to stay? You know, if they, if Rode acquires Mackie and gets the IP and then fires everybody, well, you know, or let's, you know how that goes. You know, they don't even fire anybody, but it just becomes a miserable place to work until everybody just leaves. So, um, I think in 2024, it'll be interesting to see. Certainly, you get some economies of scale, and we're going to have a difficult economy, I think, in 2024. So it'll be interesting to see if they're doing this from an economies standpoint. Does Mackie and Road, are they doing some similar things that they can economize on to to fix the bottom line? So it's a good question. Complicated, I think. Yeah, Very complicated. they do have the Mackie DLZ. Uh, I saw it at Podcast Movement as well, and I kind of blew it off. Because it's ginormous. I'd just gone from the Roadcaster Pro to the Roadcaster Duo because I was trying to get some of my desk space back. And the DLZ came out, and it's ginormous. But I've heard people that have taken time, like uh, Daryl uh, Darnett from Pro Podcaster Solutions, was at that booth. And he's like, this does more than the Roadcaster does. And he showed me how... Um, it was number one. They had this giant screen. Well, that made it e- like you could drag and drop your EQ. It was kind of cool. Um, it did some really cool stuff. So I kind of, I didn't totally dismiss it. I just, I was like, for me, that's that's now half my desk size was the size of this thing. But if I was doing a thing where I had the round table 
and four microphones, and I just want that one piece of equipment. That may be the thing. So maybe now we see the DLZ get big bottom and all the uh, effects that are built on the roadcaster. I don't know. That's that could be really fun. Um, and then yeah, uh, Chris says it needs its own desk. It really is. It's ginormous. So that's something to uh, to think about. But it'll be uh, be fun to to see. Um, and I've been, um, you see, this is what you get. You play around and you lose your license, man. It's one minute podcast tips. Uh, he says, I'm revoking your membership. I, I was close, man. So I knew it was something tips, but I, yeah. Thank you, Danny. Um, uh, SP, um, he says he predicts, now this isn't really a road thing, but just in general, there'll be a day where podcasters will have to pay to list their RSS with a distribution directory. Surprised nobody's done that yet. You know, tried that. It's an interesting idea. Um, and then going back to we were talking about the different platform streaming. Uh, John says his issue is trying to keep up with the chat on all the different platforms. It's um, I know um, right now I'm using Ecam and it does a good job of bringing them all in here. Uh, I know Restream. I've played with Restream. Uh, Libsyn uses that. And that's pretty slick that you can have them all come into one. I know when we, we were using uh, StreamYard, sometimes that was kind of an issue, getting all the chat into one where I think it was a case, and this might even be the case now, where I can reply to all the different chats, but I don't think somebody on Facebook sees the chat from YouTube and vice versa. I'm not sure I would have to, to go back and double check. Yeah, it doesn't go back. Well, he I, he was referring to, we were talking about managing like Facebook groups and how mm. like in Facebook to go back and find threads of other conversations. Yeah. I mean, the whole promise of having groups is that you can get the collective knowledge of the group and find it, go back and find it and say, oh yeah, somebody already answered this question, except nobody searches. Like they don't want to go. No. They're like, it's too hard. I think it's scale. This group, the 17,000 person group I have on Facebook, it's, yeah, it's unmanageable because I don't know if I know of any platform that gets, you know, we get 20 or 25 new conversations every day. The The problem isn't the technology. The problem is the questions. It's the just sheer amount of questions, how they're asked and who answers them. And so I have some of my users say, well, they need to be heavily moderated and then grouped by topic into, <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, there's nobody has time to, to manage that, that kind of volume. I do think I know a tool that is really good at summarizations and is really good at doing these kinds of things. And it's AI, this, mm-hmm. the new language models that we have for AI. We, we need to start pushing these large language models on the top of some of these groups to start saying, Hey, Help me summarize the content of this group, not the whole internet. I just wanted to do it for this group. I think that's coming. And so it'll get better when we do those kinds of things. Because the current AI models are really good at summarizations. And it could go into just the group and say, okay, you know, I'm going to train on this and build it in this kind of way. So maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get better. Listen, Discord's terrible at it. Facebook's terrible at it. Twitter's terrible at it. Reddit is terrible at it. I mean, all <laughs> of those platforms are terrible at trying to go back in and find things. 
Reddit may have the the better of all of those four that I just mentioned of at least being able to find things because they ex- Reddit exposes a lot of their group stuff to the internet where you know, I have private groups. That stuff's not exposed to the internet, so you can't use Google to search on it. Where in, and I know Reddit has some private groups and such, but I think I think it does. I'm not a big fan of Reddit, but um, so I, that's the problem, Dave. I think in in these bigger groups, it's not the platform sort of that's the problem. You just get that many people chatting, and it it's an unmanageable. It's unmanageable to get that stuff back. Yeah, you know, I I love the Facebook post that says, I'm sure this has been asked a million times. And I'm like, well, then maybe I could be wrong. You know, uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. But uh, the- well, the monetization, we see these questions. You get them out of Reddit all the time. Like, how do I monetize? How do I yeah. which platform should I go on? Which hosting providers should I use? I mean, we have a local Bellevue 411 Facebook group that I follow, and it's literally where do I get my tires changed? Uh, where, how do I find a good mechanic? The same questions about, you know, I need to get a babysitter or whatever in those. And you're like, yeah, nobody, the problem is nobody searches. <laughs> Even if you did do it in a great way, you create an Angie's list or whatever. So SP says you're not a fan of Reddit. Banks may take another, oh. another appearance. Um, yeah. Danny says every group should have a filter where any brand new member that says, I just started, what's the best way to yeah. monetize? Yeah. yeah. Instantly just, you know, sorry. Ah. You're okay. You're, you're in the penalty <laughs> box. That decision, right. Who <laughs> Then all of a sudden the groups start getting nasty towards each other. Oh, yeah. This is where groups get an alert and not an alert. They get an elite, um, an elitist attitude where, you're in a group for a while. It's let's just say it's 500 people. They've been around for five years. They know the answers to the questions. Then they start abusing the new folks who come in, who ask these date. Listen, yeah. we asked all those questions when those kinds of things were new. I mean, I remember 10 years ago getting basic microphone um, advice from Mike Phillips, right? Now today, if somebody came in and said, what's the best microphone? I'm like, well, you should know the answer to that question. Well, no, I didn't know the answer to that question 10 years ago. So we had to be careful not to, for the, for the, the The new people standing members, not to get impatient. Like we do all the time with like, Oh, there's nothing new out there. Yeah. Rich has a great point. I love it when people comment following when, if, if you, if you click on the three little dots, you can just follow the thing. You don't have to reply to, uh, Sometimes they just put F, yeah. F in there. And you're like, yeah, you failed. Yeah. failed. <laughs> Sorry. They don't know. They, do, they don't right. know. They just don't. I mean, I do large community management every day for my job. And the folks who've been around a while get so frustrated with the folks who haven't. And I'm like, you were that way four years ago. Yeah. You have to learn. If you're going to stay here, you have to learn to be patient with people. And that's people ask me all the time, how do you be so patient with people when they come in and do this? And you're like, because it's the job. If you want to be a community manager, if you want to do these kinds of things, and I think as a podcaster, you have to answer every question like it's the very first time you've heard it. Dave, you you do a good job of this here on this show where we, listen, we cover the same 17 things all the time. (laughs) Yeah. But we're we're willing to we're willing to be patient with it because that's they just don't know they don't know you know yeah if they're not stupid they're uneducated and there is a difference between the two so 
Um, you know who's not uh, who's not uneducated or stupid? Um, our awesome supporters. That's right. And you can be. And uh, what what happened to Jim here? We need Jim in the corner. We'll, we'll put you. Oh, it's okay. Maybe, um, maybe it'd be a good time for a break. You yeah. do this. I'll be right back. Okay. I'll be right back. Uh, you can be an awesome supporter by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. It's just that easy. And here, I want to unlock me. I don't even want me on the screen for this. Go away, Dave. There we go. And uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And this show is brought to you by the School of Podcasting. If uh, And Mac, uh, Mystic Mac something, uh, I've got your question. Yeah, Mystic Mac 413. I'll be answering your question in just a second. Uh, but you could learn about different uh, media hosts. He's asking about um, uh, Castapod. And uh, you can learn about different media hosts like Captivate, like Buzzsprout, like Libsyn and Blueberry. I've got courses on those at the School of Podcasting, along with an awesome podcasting community where you can ask in Facebook and can Heartbeat, like I mentioned earlier. Um, you can't hear me, though. Well, that's not good. Well, then I will put me... I will put me back on. That's good to know. And then I'll put me back up here again. All right. I will just make me very small. Let's get small. There we go. I'll put me down here. There we go. And um, that's not good if you can't hear me. Uh, this show runs on PodPage. If you want to check out PodPage, go over to trypodpage.com. That is my affiliate link. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I killed the audio. It's. I now see whatever the delay is on the ecam. Apparently, around thirteen seconds. Uh, so sorry about that. Uh, speaking of ecam, I am running on ecam. You can uh, check out ecam at uh, supportthisshow.com/ecam. That's what we're doing all the live streaming with. And um, also, if you need more Jim Collison, well, he's he's right over there at theaverageguy.tv. Check out Home Gadget Geeks and uh, learn all that fun gadgety home stuff and uh, the spotlight supporter oh wait hold on that means we've got to go to the wheel of names and uh, if you're watching the video these are all of our $20 supporters we appreciate you guys on Spotify I really do and so now if I go over and click on the wheel of names it goes round and round and round and the winner is looks like it's going to be Felix is it going to stay yes uh, Felix over the at the Latin Podcast Awards. Find him at latinpodcastawards.com. Felix, thank you so much, buddy, for that. And if I go back here, there we go. Um, so that's the awesome supporter of the week. And you can be an awesome supporter. Go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support and sign up today, and uh, just a way to say thanks for the show. Or you could be like Gary and do a super chat. Those are also quite lovely, if I do say so myself. So we did have a question come in from Mystic Mac. I put a star next to it. He was asking, apparently I didn't put a star next to it. Um, Yes, here it is. I'm looking at Castapod, and... It's always fun when people ask me about media hosts, because if I say anything negative, they go, oh, you're just saying that because you work for Libsyn. Uh, and I'm like, no, but here's the thing. Castapod, on one hand, uh, is very, very, very podcasting 2.0 friendly. That's the good news. Uh, so is Blueberry. And so is uh, um, 
Yep. I am drawing. It's a brain fart right live in front of Captivate is another one. Um, there are, and Buzzsprout is, and all those have support teams. They've been around for years and things like that. So when I looked at Castapod, they have a self-hosted thing. So right there, it's kind of like WordPress. You install it on your website and I get it, which means you're kind of self-hosting. And that's usually not a good idea, depending on what you're hosting it on. And when I went over and I saw where their support was, click here to go to our Discord server. And I'm like, so I'm I'm learning from a community, maybe not from the Castabod team. And so to me, it looked like an interesting idea. I just was like, I'm not putting my show on. It just didn't seem solid enough to me. It seemed a little more of a science project. Um, I know there's a new, oh, it's either Pod Home or HomePod, something like that, .fm, another very 2.0. That guy's business model, I reached out to him, I think his name is Barry, and he said, you can have as many episodes as you want and as many downloads as you want. And I was like, okay, because the one is the Spreaker Captivate business model, where you can have as many shows and as many episodes as you want, but there does come a point because you know bandwidth is not free that your bill will go up. Um, this does not have that. And I go, you do realize you've left the door open and I can start my own podcast hosting company and I'm going to pay you 20 bucks and I could have 400 people under my name. But, and he's like, yeah, I got, I, I got it handled. I'm like, I'm just here to tell you when you leave that crack, somebody's going to use it. And uh, so I, I, you know, on one hand, if all we do is use the same old, same old, then new companies don't get to thrive. But on the other hand, if the same old, same old is doing what you want, you know, so I, I am not, I'm not a fan that wants to, I like to play with stuff. I'm just not going to put a show that I take a little more serious. Like I'm not going to use them as my basement to build my house on top of, I don't know. Is that is that curmudgeon-y of me to not want to embrace new technology? No, no, no I think it's, it, that's your, that, those are your thoughts. I think yeah. they're good ones. Yeah. So, and, and I see where um, he was saying he uses Linux. So that, that to me is, is lets me know that you're a bit more of a nerd. And so you might love that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and that may be the case. So um, SP has a great question. Speaking of, of media hosts, but which podcast media hosts are IAB 2.1 certified and podcasting 2.0 friendly? I'm not sure how many media hosts, because that came up at Libsyn this week. Like, hey, guys, um, according to James Cridlin, us, Blueberry, and a bunch of other folks um, are, I guess, by the end of the year. I'm not sure when your, certif- your certification or, or all that goes in, but there's a new version of IAB stuff and we may not be certified in that. And we're, I haven't really heard the answer back to that, but um, I just thought it was interesting. It sounds like a chart somebody needs to make, right? That is, doesn't it sound like a chart that's got all the hosts and then IAB and podcast 2.0 and it says check. Yeah. I have, does that that exist somewhere, right? I I have a spreadsheet of all the 2.0 shows and the, the biggest ones are captivate and blueberry, especially Todd jumped in. Like he didn't even check to see if there was water in the pool and he jumped in head, head first. 
um, at Blueberry. They're really into podcasting 2.0. Um, and then I would say Captivate and then Buzzsprout. Um, Libsyn. Well, and what does 2.0 friendly mean? Like, are there, are, are we embracing the whole, the whole thing? If you do just parts of it, does that make you friendly? What's the standard there? See, that's it. Cause some of them yeah. just do one feature like Libsyn, um, of, and again, full disclosure, I work there, but we, we support one feature. It's called the lock. And I don't even know. Yeah, that is a 2.0 feature. The locked feature where you can lock your feed, which makes it a little harder for somebody to uh, copy your show into another media host. But um, the now Libsyn, and this is where I go, really, in our old database, in our old dashboard in Libsyn 4, there's a box where if you want to code – you can, it accepts, we could say we're completely podcasting 2.0 compliant. Uh, you know, we'll, well, you can use any feature you want, asterisk. So that's almost like a uh, Spotify announcement. You've got to go into this uh, box and put the code. Like I put my chapter stuff in there, but I'm handwriting the code. And so I, I count that as a, that doesn't, that doesn't count. When it's in your interface, that's when it's a feature. So that's where, um, like I know um, Captivate is such a cool feature. They um they now added chapters and that was the one thing I was like I like Captivate's um feature set but they didn't have chapters and I'm I it, I used to hate like in 2006 I hated chapters and now I kind of love them especially for a show like ours where you kind of go from topic to topic to topic and if you've used something like Hindenburg and you've put the chapters in already when you upload your file Captivate sees those chapters and puts them into um, basically they're, they're 2.0 ready. I mean, behind the scenes, they write a JSON file, which, you know, we're not going to go there, but it, it really makes that super easy. And the thing I love about it is Captivate also has dynamic ads that not, let's take that out, dynamic content. So like on the podcast rodeo show, there's a spot where I kind of promote the school of podcasting. Well, in my chapters, I can see where that ad is. So if I want to, and Danny, tell me, does, does the, uh, when I put a, a, you know, a dynamic content there, does that automatically make a chapter? Cause what I've been doing is going right before the ad and making a chapter to announce the, you know, Hey, here's the ad for the school of podcasting thing. So there, um, some of them embrace, you know, many of them. I know, uh, Buzzsprout has a chapter tool, they do uh, transcripts in some cases. That's another 2.0 thing. And this is where, again, not to just like, hey, let's bash Spotify. But there's a there's a um, namespace. There's a um, you know an actual feature for transcripts that you can put into your feed that we're trying to make the standard. And so uh, Captivate does that. Uh, Buzzsprout does that. Blueberry does that. And then you have apps like Podfans that are taking advantage of all this extra content. And Spotify is like, oh, yeah, we have transcripts. And you're like, oh, cool. Did they use the namespace? Oh, no. They just made their own Spotify thing. And you're like, so when I say they don't play well with others, it's because they um, they don't play well with others. So it's it's kind of kind of weird. Um, so. You know, that, that two point, the two point, um, yeah, uh, here we go. Um, here we go. Uh, Danny has a, is going to answer my question. If I get my mouse to work, dynamic content separate from chapter, but we'll update chapter timestamp automatically based on where the dynamic content, that is 
huge. Now, what he's saying here is, let's say I am, I put a chapter in because I want to play an ad that's 30 seconds long, right? So it comes in, and I've got all my chapters down the line. Now, I've got something going on for a holiday promotion, and that I'm going to put in dynamic content. I'm going to replace the 30-second with a 60-second. Wait a minute. That means all my chapters are going to move 30 seconds down the line. It automatically updates. Buzzsprout does that as well. That's a slick tool, and it just saves you a lot of headache. Um, I know I sound like a Captivate commercial, but Captivate also has dynamic content. So when you put when you swap the ad out, it updates your show notes, which is pretty cool. So always fun. Um, and where was the, I? Just saw another question I wanted to pop in here. Oh, Pod News has a uh, page about IAB. Danny says about certification as well as compliant. And and there. Oh yeah, if somebody says I'm compliant, through the link to that in the chat. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, if somebody says we're compliant, that's kind of like kind of being pregnant. You kind of either are certified or you're not. And usually what certified means, the, um, uh, or well, I'm, yeah, uh, we're compliant means we're following the guidelines. But every host that I know that went through IB certification took a haircut. Like, oh, we weren't quite following it as, you know, stiff as we thought they were. Um, so yeah, John says, which one hosts the, the most podcast? Which host embraces the most podcasting 2.0 chapters? It's going to be Captivator Blueberry, I think at this point, followed by Buzzsprout. Or whatever that one is, Pod Home, HomePod, something, that new one that just came out. And, and the advantage of, so there's another, like, how did this brand new company get all the new features in? There's a thing, it's a lovely phrase that I hear on a somewhat regular basis, and it's called tech debt. You ever heard about tech debt, Jim? Yes, that means we built our system about five years ago based on the coolest, latest stuff, and now we have to tie these new features into the system, and that's not as simple as you think it is, where when the young whippersnapper comes up, the coder's like, well, I'm just going to make it based on the newest stuff, and so presto, they come out with all the latest stuff, and going back to things like Castapod and, and whatever it is, Pod Home, HomePod, I think it's .fm. Um, if you trust that guy, he's got everything you're looking for. I just, I really, when I saw his business model, I'm like, there was a, um, I have a list of all the free hosts that have come and gone out of business. And there was one that had one show get really popular and it took the whole thing down because they're like, oh, well, usually it is, um, Hey, it's free hosting. You can host as much as you want. And then. We're going to find sponsors for your show, and we'll take a percentage of the ad revenue, and that'll pay for the hosting because, you know, hosting is almost free, and it sounds like a great idea and then in, until it's not. And so and I'm just here to tell you, sir, Mrs., whoever's thinking of designing a new media host, that has been tried multiple times, and it has not. Uh, Podshow back in the day burned through $38 million to prove that, hey, that doesn't work. So – that's kind of fun. So, but uh, I'm really looking forward because uh, Libsyn said, and uh, John um, from Libsyn, our our CEO, said that Libsyn will start looking at podcasting 2.0 in 2024. And I'm like, okay, let's let's see what that does here. So, um, yes, uh, Transistor. I, I forgot about. Uh, I think his name is Jackson over at Transistor. Um, they're they're into that. If you go to um, 
newpodcastapps.com. Um, there is a list of all these apps that do podcasting 2.0 stuff. And I believe there's a list of all the, uh, the people and the, the places and things like that. Um, and then, uh, Danny says, always appreciate your support. Uh, one of the reasons I love this industry while competitors, there's genuine love and support for all. Well, cause realize I, I just said lots of nice things about captivate and I work for Libsyn. It's a thing I like to try to have called integrity. And I've had people ask me, they're like, well, how do you, how do you tell people what media host to use when you work for Libsyn? Aren't you just telling them, um, just use Libsyn? And I go, I always mention I work at Libsyn. I said, but I go, here's, here's the feature set and here's the dollar amount. Here's the feature set. Here's the dollar amount. Here's the difference. You know, here's like if you're on Spreaker, and they say as many episodes as many, but but if you go over a certain level, you know, your bill's going to go up. And I'm like, but I also then say, if you're getting that many downloads, you should be able to monetize. So I just present the feature set and the dollar amount because those are factual and it takes the emotion out of it. And I let people, uh, you know, decide. And it is what it is. And whoever has the best feature set typically wins. And that way... um I can keep my job and still be a consultant that people trust. That's the general, the general plan uh, is how I do that. So um, let's see here. Here is a, a fun question. It says, um, it's a random question. How important do you think a podcast name is in the long run? We're a couple months in and we just thought of a podcast name we like better. I think we answered this last week. I might not have moved this. Uh, this is seeming very familiar. The content wouldn't change, just the name and obviously the artwork and the intro. We don't have a huge following, so I don't think it would be that disruptive to our fans. And so if you're just starting out, because the typical person that's just starting out is maybe getting 20 downloads at this point, you know, so you're not going to really wreck anybody's life. Uh, I would check, number one, is somebody else using that name? I had somebody this week, it was uh, Dance It Out, which apparently is from Grey's Anatomy. Apparently, they dance it out a lot on Grey's Anatomy. This is, I know, sacrilege to some. I've never seen a single episode. And I know there's like 27 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. If I ever want to binge something, I I think that's my plan in my 80s. I think I'll binge Grey's Anatomy now. There's 4,000 series. Yeah, so, uh, but... The guy I looked because I tried to find a show in Apple so I could then reverse engineer what his RSS feed was. Because here's a novel idea when you're contacting your support team, maybe let them know the name of your show. And if you say it's episode 13, that would be helpful if you just told me the name of the episode. Uh, so that's always kind of fun. Uh, but I, it turns out there were many shows with the phrase dancing it out. So if you're thinking of changing the name of your show to get back to the question, See if somebody else is using that name. And then if you are using something like PowerPress and you your previous uh, name or your previous domain name was uh, myfavoritegrayspodcast.com, and so your feed is myfavoritegrayspodcast.com slash feed, and you decide to change your domain to dancingitout.com, then you're going to change your feed. And that's where things get really tricky and you can shoot yourself in the foot. So if your feed is based on your website, 
you need to have both websites operating at the same time so that you can redirect the one to the other. But Jim, how important do you think the, just the overall name is? Yeah, you you covered it nicely in that, making sure you're checking. Like the, the worst part is you get the URL and it spells something else in there. Right. You know? So that's the, the, but no, I think it's important. I mean, you're going to have to spend some cash to get the name out, whether that's actual cash or time spent on advertising. Um, but there's plenty of things that we, we take for granted now that are new brands we never knew before, but we know now. And, you know, Spotify is one of those. <laughs> like, what the heck is a Spotify? That's a terrible name for a, for a, for what they do. Right? Yeah. Is that, does, is there anything in the term Spotify that implies listening to music <laughs> or podcasts? It's, it's a good point. I, but we, we use that term, right? So any, anything with enough money can become a brand, so to speak. So come up with something that you like. Then the closer it is to the idea, the better. Spotify spent a lot of money to get Spotify to be what it is, right? Lipson, what 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 is a Lipson? Like that doesn't even make any sense, right? When you think about that, what is a blueberry? Like, yeah. come on. None of those names are very good. They don't say anything about what they actually do, but they got enough marketing behind them that they've that they've kind of taken off. So you know, find something that works for you and then go with it. Just know, I mean, I have the average guy TV and everyone's like, what the, what's that mean? <laughs> you know, the, the, the magic is in home gadget geeks, by the way, that, then that came last. That's the last thing I came up with. So yeah, you're going to spend some, you're going to spend some money getting it out there. Yeah. Um, Rich has a point about my consultancy. Yeah. Is Macy's telling people to go to gimbals? I didn't tell people to go to Captivate. I just said what their features were, and I'll let you make the choice. So that's, um, yeah, I get it. Uh, here's a fun question from Danny. He said, uh, how do you see YouTube's RSS ingestion feature at the end of 2024? Is it a success? So this is the end of next year. Is it a success and a key part of YouTube and YouTube music or something that was tried but quietly faded away? That is a good question. Is Google going to get it right this time? <laughs> and Jim is saying, yeah, I'm going to say if we follow their track record, mm, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take one of my shows that's like with Libsyn. So here, now I'm going to say, here's something Libsyn does that other people don't. Huh? So um, with Libsyn, I can send my audio file to YouTube already. We've been doing that for years. So, you could do that, and I'm going to take one of my shows from Buzzsprout or you know whatever other because I have a show on just about every platform ever, and I'm going to go through the the ingestion. I know Chris Stone from Castahead.net has been playing with that, and uh, he's a member of the School of Podcasting and kind of did a little tutorial on how to do that. And I just don't. And I heard James Cridlin say that YouTube Music is a better podcast app, not great but a better podcast app than Spotify, which in my opinion, and I know people go, you just hate Spotify. And I go, no, I love them. I love Spotify for music. I am giddy every Monday when they give me a new playlist based on what I've been listening to. So I love them as a music platform, but as a podcast platform, I'm just like, mm, yeah, no, thank you. So, so I've heard that I haven't looked at it yet, but I've heard that YouTube music 
um, is, uh, you know, uh, not so far looking promising as a uh, podcast app. And holy cow, I can't believe what time it is already. I looked up, I'm like, oh, all right, well. So thanks, everybody, for the, the question. Jim, thank you, buddy, for uh, I'm so glad yeah. you were here today and glad to hear you're, uh, you know, cancer-free. That's a beautiful thing. And yeah. uh, so um, I'm, a, I'm assuming you're taking a week off on uh, – Okay. Yeah, I took Thursday off. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh my God, it would have been a wreck. It would have been a train wreck. So yeah, yeah. on the uh, for those, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, well, go on ahead. the school of podcasting, uh, I'm interviewing someone who quit their podcast after five years and originally said, "Yep, I was a total failure. This was a waste of time." And then said, "Wait a minute, hold on a second, and you'll hear how actually her quote failed podcast." wasn't a failure at all so it's a fun story really cool because of my podcast story involving sled dogs all sorts of fun stuff that'll be at the school of podcasting jim you were going to say something oh i was just going to say we're at the end of the program and in case you just well the folks listening on the podcast already got this info so we'll just say have a great week to them and make sure you're getting yourself checked yes Yes, that's a, a beautiful thing. Yeah, if you if you tune in the middle, like, what are we talking about? Jim had surgery last week, and there was a chance he was going to have cancer, and it turns out he doesn't. So that's a, a beautiful thing. We're happy for that. So um, thanks to uh, Mark over at podcastbranding.co and Dan over at Based on a True Story podcast. Thanks to Gary for the super chat. We do appreciate that as well. And uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring the bell or smash the bell. That seems a little harsh. I would say ring the bell. But if you want to smash it, you can. But if you smash it, you got to replace it. You know how that works. You break it, you buy it. So thanks so much to the chat room as well. We will be here next week for another fun-filled episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. Take care, everybody. 